In the winter of 2009, I began having this intense throbbing pain in my back. I noticed that it kept getting worse and worse. It grew with intensity, and I was trying to find ways that I could get past this pain. I even began taking quite a bit of uh, of a leave or something like that just to just to release some of that pain that I was feeling, but it didn't seem to work. And I even tried other things like changing up my chairs. I tried some softer chairs, some harder chairs, some uh, some chairs that had a lot of cushion, some chairs that had no cushion. Even at one point, I used no chair at all. I was just using one of those exercise balls, those big exercise balls you sit on. But it didn't seem to make any difference. It seemed as though everything I tried made it worse and worse and worse. And so finally, I broke down and I went to the chiropractor. Now, I had been to the chiropractor probably back when I was about 10 or 11, was in a car accident, had been to a chiropractor before, but it had been so long since that had taken place. And I remember just walking into the chiropractor's office and I'm bent over kind of like Quasimodo uh, and just kind of inching my way to the to the to the back room where the x-rays were taken i gently got on the x-ray table i allowed those x-rays to be taken and i remember looking over the film with the chiropractor after i was done and she's pointing out things circling things and basically showed me how out of line i was now that began this reconstructive process where we had to make sure that we're putting things back in and doing it safely and so of course I heard all the snap crackle pop that goes with putting yourself back in alignment or her putting me back into alignment uh, the exercises that she sent me home with uh, that kind of stretched my spine and and kind of was there to bring some relief and and even to this day I still do some of those exercises when I begin to feel my back tightening up again I'm still laying on the floor doing these exercises but these spasms I went through these pains that I went through it all finally came to an end but it wasn't an overnight thing I had to keep going back to the chiropractor I remember the first time that she kind of laid out for me here's the battle plan we're gonna take you are out of line not just by a little but by quite a bit there and still I to this day I can't tell you what it was that triggered it all but something moved my moved my back my spine out of alignment there and we had to take a few months to put it all back in order and sometimes I'd come two or three times a week other times I would have to come maybe once a week but over the course of time we finally got it all put back in place. Why am I telling you this story? Especially when the whole context of what we're going to be learning about is leadership. Well, it's because as we start this new year, we have to make sure that more than anything anything else, we are in alignment with what God is doing. See, I feel that one of the important things that we need to discover for this year, for 2021, is alignment. And what better time to start than right here at the beginning of the year when we have this ability to get in perfect alignment before it gets too late in the year. Over the next couple days here, I'm going to be bringing to us different aspects that we need to make sure are in alignment as we go into this new year. There are 
key places that I think are very important for us to look at when it comes to alignment. First off is our, our alignment with Christ. Are we actually in alignment with what God is doing overall? Is there something out of alignment even there? But as we kind of move past that, I want us to look at our leadership. Are we in alignment to be a leader in the community, in the workplace, in the church, in our home? And ultimately, are we showing that we are in alignment when it comes to serving? That's going to be one of those very interesting ones because it's very easy for us to to serve for self benefit to get something out of it whatever it might be or to serve with the wrong intentions but as we look through being a leader and kind of how it relates to being in alignment with what God wants to do and and how he wants to use us in this year i think servant servanthood is a very important piece so i'm going to ask that you just take this journey with me over the next couple times here, this next couple sessions, take this journey with me. And as we go through these sessions, really just kind of look at your life. We're going to start today. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit of medical stuff here for you. Now, by no means my doctor, I had to do a lot of research on this myself just to kind of figure out even how to express what I wanted to say. But as we look today at more of the physical aspects of our alignment and our relationship with God, I want you to be be real. Be real with yourself. Look for yourself in this study. How is your alignment with God? How is your alignment overall? Are you like me at that time when I got the results? What do you mean I'm out of alignment? Are, are you out of alignment or are you not? Do you, do you need some massive tweaking like I did? Do you need just a couple minor little touches there to put you back in place be honest with yourself as we go through these sessions where are you and how if you are out of alignment how can you make those steps those how can you get that progress to get you back into the alignment that God wants you to have so let's begin so as you may know there are actually 33 individual bones that are stacked up, making up that, that spine that we so often rely on. And we're going to look at all these individually, but let me go ahead and just kind of explain or, or give you the, the names of what these are, and then we'll go into the explanations here. So first we have the cervical, then we have the thoracic, the lumbar, the sacrum, and the coccyx. Now, each one of these vertebrae are going to play a very specific part. And now we also have, though, the aiding that comes with it, this protection that comes with it. And though that aiding is normally supported by the muscles, the tendons, ligaments, nerves, all that type stuff. If there's ever any kind of strain or injury or disease that affects even one of these little spots here, it causes all of them to kind of be, again, out of alignment. And so we're going to we're going to look at this again. We're going to go into some of that medical stuff here. I'm going to break each one of these pieces up here for you. But think about this as we go through this, look for the spiritual significance in each one of these places, each one of these sections 
continuing to move down then we have the lumbar region now these are where you're going to find your vertebrae are starting to get bigger and the reason why is because well they are they're bigger in size because they're going to do more they're think of them as the cushion the shocks on the car there uh, when you hit those bumps on the freeway there and and you know your your car kind of bounces with the shocks there. Well, that's kind of how the lumbar is here. They they absorb that weight, they kind of cushion. So as you are doing more, think about running, think, jumping, things like that, or even as you're carrying stuff, these, these vertebrae specifically are going to kind of help absorb what is going on. They absorb that stress there. So, and again, based on the size of the person, they could be absorbing quite a bit more than any other part there. But it is kind of important just to know what their main function is. They are kind of like the shocks of our body, the vertebrae that we're going to be looking at. Okay, so looking then first at this cervical region, these are gonna be those first two that are kind of glued into the actual head itself there, into the, into the, the base of the neck, so to say. These are known as the C1 and the C2. And this, this whole region, the cervical region, holds up the weight of the head. It supports the weight of the head there. Now, the C1, it is a ring-shaped atlas. It allows the head to do that yes-no function. And then the C2 is more of a peg-shaped axis and allows us to kind of move our head back and forth there uh, as we kind of we do that no. I'm sorry, we do the yes with the C1 and we do the no with the C2 there. But it's important to note that these two vertebrae, even though they perform separate tasks, they are connected to the skull at the base of the head there. Now, if we move down from that cervical region, we're gonna get into our T's. Uh, you might have heard these these the, the terms here before, especially if you've had some back issues or, or uh, upper neck area issues there. You might be familiar with the T1 through 12 there. Now, this is kind of in the, it's the thoracic region again. It's kind of in the middle of the back, uh, kind of, again, from the base of the neck there all the way to the middle of the back there. And this again, these there are 12 vertebrae named T1 through T12. And they help us as we do our functions such as sitting and such. Now these are a little bit more limited in what they can do. Not as easy to move around as the, as the, the C's there. But we do get some motion uh, in the T's, just not as much motion here. Now the last two sections, the sacrum and the coccyx, they are fused sections. So you have five vertebrae in the sacrum. Again, they are fused but they are connected to the hip bones there. They kind of form that, that pelvic girdle that we have. And then you have four vertebrae making up the coccyx region. And this is kind of more so known as the tailbone area there. And its importance is that it gives us that solid support for things such as sitting down. So we have these five different pieces that make up the spine but again, as we look at this in relation to leadership, we're going to see that there is quite a bit of connection between what the spine does and how it's broken up and the functions and leadership. So how do we relate this? Well, again, let's think about these five different regions and again, their relationship with the alignment of leadership, it all begins with the head. And looking at this through our spiritual eyes, 
Christ is the head. Colossians 2.10 tells us, And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. So alignment has to begin from the head down. Now, another verse that we need to think about in this in this study is John 15, 5, one of my favorite verses, because it's the constant reminder that we can do nothing without Christ. We absolutely can do nothing without Christ. All right, so again, Christ has to be our head. Only when this relationship is in right standing will anything else have the ability to work properly. If we don't have this piece down, we're already setting ourselves up for a potential misalignment. When we look at leadership then again, a true leader who is in full connection with Christ will follow the Lord's ways, doing that shaking of the yes or no based on what God's will is. And again, if there is an improper alignment from the start, then there's a strong possibility for strain, injury, disease to set in. We talked about that. And if that sets in, that again causes the pains, causes the, it's kind of the flare that says that something is wrong in the alignment. Think think with me at the life of David in Psalm 32. Now, this is after he had sinned with Bathsheba. Psalm 32 is kind of that looking back after his sin with Bathsheba. In Psalm 51, we see how he's crying out, God, please forgive me. But in Psalm 32, we get this little verse here where he basically says that while he was not sharing what was going on, that he was he was in this, this deep strain. We find, though, that in Psalm 51, he actually has that forgiveness. He remembers the pain of his experience and his sin, by being out of alignment with God's word in Psalm 32, and then finds the rejoicing that comes from letting it all out there, basically getting on the 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 alignment that on the table, the doctor's table, and letting and letting God kind of work as that spiritual chiropractor. Again, think about what it says in Psalm 32. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long, and now. Now he is he's pleading and he has this this forgiveness granted to him by God and God forgives everybody for anything but he has this this forgiveness and it almost feels as if he's remembering back saying man when I was not walking right with God when I was out of alignment with God when I when I was letting all this just collect inside of me I felt that strain I felt that injury I felt that disease kicking in Thank the Lord for his his forgiving of us. And that's something that we can take to the bank, that we can come to God at any point and say, God, please forgive me. And that misalignment that we are in begins to change, begins to get better. It begins to put us back on that path of being in right alignment with God. Now think specifically again about the thoracic, the thoracic region, right? Now, in essence, what it's doing is it's holding the rib cage in place, which the rib cage then allows for us to have that protection of our heart and our lungs. Think about what it says in Proverbs, Proverbs 14, 30. It says that a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Envy 
which again is another version of being out of alignment, will rot the bones at the base that is meant to protect the heart. If the vertebrae in this region are unable to properly hold together in alignment and perform the function that they are there for, then we have the exposure of the heart and the lungs, which again can allow a pain to set in. And then as we continue down, we go to the, the lumbar region again. This is where if we, if we don't have that proper lumbar support, then we're kind of slumping under the heaviness that we were meant to carry, that we're meant to be strengthened from. Go to Proverbs 3, 7 and 8. It says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So what are we needing to do? We need to be wise. I'm sorry, not wise in our own eyes. We need to fear the Lord and we need to shun evil. This is, again, that, that we're going to slump under the heaviness of sin if we are not, again, in alignment with God. So we need nourished bones. We, we need bones that are in proper alignment so that the structure is holing. And then look at those last two sections, again, the sacrum and the coccyx. They are fused, right? But what if those are out of alignment? Again, we saw, we talked about how that is kind of the whole tailbone area there, the, that, that pelvis and tailbone that help us to sit. What if we can't sit? What if the alignment is so off that we can't sit? Then we are nothing more than a pile of mush. Look at Ephesians 2, 6. It states that God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. If we are not in alignment, then what? Then we cannot sit with Christ. So the, the truth of the matter is this, that if anyone desires to be a great leader, you have got to be perfectly aligned with the great leader. Did you catch that? If you want to be a great leader, you have to be perfectly aligned with the great leader. It goes hand in hand. We can't, again, we can't do anything without Christ. John 15, 5, we cannot do anything on our own. We need to come under the alignment of the great leader if we expect to be a leader. If Jesus himself said that he did only what he saw the Father doing, then we should be doing only what we see Jesus doing. This is, again, the example of an aligned leader. We need, yes, that physical alignment in our back, but again, do you see the spiritual parallels in here? We need that spiritual alignment. We need to come into alignment with what God is doing. Jesus was obedient to both God, his Father, and to the Holy Spirit. To the Father, we read in John 14, 31, that he did exactly what he saw his Father do or what his Father had commanded. And then to the Holy Spirit in Mark 1, 12, and 13, it says here that at once the Spirit sent him out into the, dark, into the desert, and he was in the desert for 40 days being tempted by Satan. The Spirit led him, and he followed. Again, that alignment that we're talking about, it goes in the aspects of doing what God says, going where the Spirit leads, doing as we see Jesus doing and following those teachings that he, lead, he left for us. This is going to put us, again, in 
proper alignment going into this new year as we're following after Christ, but also as we are moving into those leadership roles that he has called us to. But there's one more thing, a third thing here. Jesus was all about empowering others to go and and do the same thing that we see him doing. And so by sending out those 72, we find that in Luke 10, 1 through 20, he sends out the 72. He gave them the counsel and direction that they would need in order to fulfill the task at hand. So add this characteristics, the, the characteristics of leadership to what Christ also was talking about with vision and strategy and relationship not self-promotion, we find that, again, those are some of those key areas of leadership that we need if we are going to be in alignment with what God is wanting to do. Here's the problem, though. We get bogged down. See, the problem is that we allow sin to come in. We, We allow those little pieces to come and knock us out of proper alignment with God. But while that might be true of our spiritual life, it's also true of that leader that he's calling us to be because how can we really truly be a leader in the kingdom if we are not in right relationship with God, if we're not in that proper alignment with God? Last year, 2020, probably will go down in history by many for many years to come unless another year ends up being even more worse than this. But It's going to go down in history as probably being the worst year that we have ever survived. As we go into this new year, where do you want to be? I know that no matter what happens, whether I obtain all my my goals, if I keep my resolutions or not, the biggest thing that I want going forward this year is to be right in alignment with God. I want to do the things of God. I want to follow him in his ways. I want to be one who it is said that I'm walking in right relationship with God. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a little selfish, but I want it to be said of me that I'm a man after God's own heart. Just like David was. But to be a man after God's own heart, maybe I need to first worry about being a man who is in alignment, in alignment with what God is doing. As I'm going into this new year, I want to know that I am always walking in alignment with him. I don't want sin to come in. I don't want the disease, the the pain, the, 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 the stress. I don't want all that to come in physically and put me out of alignment again, but I don't want those things to come in spiritually as well. Those, those diseases that sin carries, the, the, the destruction that I can self-impose on myself. I don't want those things to come in and ruin my relationship with God. So I'm going to start the year out right, and hopefully you will as well. I'm going to take a moment to let myself walk in, in the quasi-modo shape that I might be in spiritually. I'm going to walk in to God's chiropractic office, so to say. And I'm going to allow myself to be x-rayed, to be looked at by the Holy Spirit, to be convicted of the areas that I am not in alignment, and then lay myself on his bed. And allow him 
to tweak. Do you want to be a good leader? Maybe maybe leadership is not even what you're after. Do you want to be in right alignment with Christ? Then are you willing to do the things that need to be done to get back into that proper alignment? Tweak my spine and all the other areas that are off base. Allow him to put me back in a place, in a position, in a straightening, in the right alignment that I should be in. Because I'll be honest, coming off of 2020 and into 2021, I've got some kinks. I've got some places that are not in perfect alignment. But I don't want them to be carried into this new year. And months down the road, I'm still dealing with the same pains because I didn't make a time to sit in his office and allow him to work on me. If anything, this year, I want to walk in the true alignment that I should be in. But it all starts with me walking into his office, seeking the help that I know I need. I'm not going to be distant this year. If anything, I'm going to be rightfully selfish. What do I mean by that? I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to get the help that I need. I know I'm not in alignment. I'm going to bust down the door and say, God, I'm in pain. Help me. Fix me. There's something out of place. Help put me back in place. Snap my, snap those places. Adjust the things that need to be adjusted. I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to say, God, please, I need your help. Put me back in place. What about you? Are you willing to be selfish, not in the aspect of gimme, 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 but in the, in the aspect of God, I am so out of alignment. I need your touch. I need your help. I need you to, to, to tweak me, to work on me. Will you come into his office as well? Will you come and, and be selfish and let him work on you? This year, I'm going to come in and I'm going to get my alignments. Hey, this is Pastor Daniel. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Obedient Sheep podcast. If you'd like to get more information on this ministry or even get in contact with me, please go to obedientsheep.net. There you'll be able to leave your information, drop a line, send a prayer request, or even check out the other resources that are available. Thank you again for checking out this ministry, and we hope you have a blessed day.